How's it going up there? And I'm like, honestly, I feel the wind of God at my back. Like, I, I just feel like grace on every step. And I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying every step. I'm loving the people. I'm loving what God is doing. And we're just beginning. And, um, yeah. and, and so that part is great. But I say, I'll tell you, and, and part of that blessing is the team that God has, has put in place, you know, already. And I, you know, there's many, many people here to be mentioned. So I'll just mention the handful that I, that I see every day. And, um, you know, but uh, Eva, she won't hear your cheer, but you should cheer for her anyway, just like she would hear you. I tell you, Eva is such a blessing. You know what? Like you, th- some people are just gifted that way, you know, like Eva, if I mention something, just mention it to Eva. She's done it by the next day. Like, you know what we should do? She's like, or like this. I'm like, yeah, amazing. Yes, like that. And um, And so... I tell you, and nobody knows what Eva does uh, unless you, I mean, you have an idea, but it's more than you think. And, and, um, and, and Tim Parr, I tell you, Tim, uh, the, our course director, yeah, go cheer for Tim. Um, oh, man, I just thank God for Tim. I tell you, not only because he does an amazing job. With, with our course. I mean, just, and I'm, I'm watching the, the ins and outs of it, you know, like the details, the in office, behind the scenes stuff. And you just have no, you can probably imagine what it takes and, and the weight of the responsibility that that course really is, right? Like you, you can go like, oh, we just go up there and clip on and we run around up there, you know, but you're like, it's a huge responsibility. And, um, and I'll tell you, Tim, goes above and beyond and that is the truth i mean he goes above and beyond and and um i've told him personally but i tell you i think you all should know what a fantastic job that he does and i'm thinking thank the lord for tim parr because that would that would be my responsibility if tim wasn't doing it you know and i like i just wouldn't have time i just couldn't do that do it all couldn't do it all you know what i'm saying and um, it's uh, anyway, so, you know, if you see uh, them, give them a hug and a good encouraging word from the Lord. And um, and uh, and Dave, I tell you, like uh, just a man of excellence, you know, you see it in the worship, but day in and day out in the office, the behind the scenes, you have no idea how much this man does. And uh, and I'm really thankful for you, Dave. And uh, just a, a man of excellence. So good. Yeah, amen. And we, you know, we, we have worship at our staff meetings every Monday morning. And uh, Dave comes and leads worship with the, the handful of us with the same passion that he does here on Sunday morning. You know, and I'll tell you what, that is a worshiper. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the best worship leaders are worshipers. <laughs> that's a good word and um and uh and so i always get encouraged when i see a worshiper worshiping the lord when they're not leading you know what i'm saying i don't go around eyeing people up and you know what i'm saying i don't i don't do that i don't go around going like well let's just see if you're a true worshiper you know I, because only god knows that you know but um but but sometimes you can clearly see it 
You know what I mean? Sometimes you get a glimpse of somebody's heart on display by the way they live and, and, and the way and what they do. And, and, um, and uh, it's a gift. And I tell you, um, I'll say it again and again. Uh, uh, anybody know who Andrew White is? Canon Andrew White? Raise your hand if you know who that is. Okay, the vicar of Baghdad they, is kind of his. He's a, he's a vicar from England and uh, an amazing man. I mean, um, over there in the Middle East and, um, and uh, just a, an honor, you know, if you can be in the man's presence. He's, his life is on the line every day. He leads a persecuted church. Thank you so much, Rich. And here's another champion. Can we give Rich a hand? Come on. We're going to do announcements, and so we're not going to forget that. But these are part of the announcements, you know. And, but anyway, Andrew White, one of the things he said, without going on about who he is, um, that uh, he said, part of the glory of God is the people that he gives you. Oh, you feel the Lord on that? He likes that, you know. You can tell what the Lord likes sometimes because he shows up with his presence when you talk about it. A little secret, I actually start certain conversations for that purpose. I do, I do, I do. I, because what you talk about gets stirred up. It's a good word. So if you're ho-hum and you're, mm, you know, like the Eeyore cloud forms around you. And um, it's okay, we've all been there. You know what I'm saying? We've all been there. And um, but anyway, I start conversations for that reason, because I know that God loves certain subjects. And really, he loves it when we talk about him. So I like to talk about him and then he shows up. And um, but it's interesting. You, talk, you start talking about the kingdom and angels. Next thing you know, the presence of God is strong. Well, why? Because the angels are coming around. And, and actually, angels come around when you talk about God because they like to hear about God, too. And, and so they like to lean in, and um, that's a fun subject. We should get into that topic, angels. I love to teach on that subject. And um, so we'll get into that in the future. Ooh, it's fun. It's so fun. I, taught a, I actually taught a five-session uh, five class on the ministry of angels, I called it, in the school of ministry. And God had been stirring me to do it for two years. Finally, I submitted it to my leadership, and he goes, I think you should do it. I said, all right. And um, so that's fun. Um, but, man, there's, I don't know, I get excited about the kingdom. But part, part of the glory of God is the people that he gives you. And, um, and it's true. And so we see God in one another. We experience his love and, and his different attributes in one another. And, you know, um, each person is unique and their relationship with God is unique. And so um, you see you see aspects of God in people. And if you understand that, when we begin to see each other through the eyes of the spirit and, and we and we live with honor where we go, OK, like, you know, because we all got like little parts that aren't manifesting completely like the nature of God in fullness yet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, like, you know what I'm saying? And, and I tell you, but in the atmosphere of love and celebration of one another, which is what God is doing, he loves us and he's celebrating us. 
when we partner with him and do what he does, it brings out the best in one another. But you know what's amazing? When the critical eye uh, starts to take the lead, have you noticed that fear takes root and, and everybody's afraid to be themselves because they're just going to be, they're afraid they're going to be judged or rejected. But that's not what God does. Some people think that's what God does. But Jesus said, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. And uh, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. And so isn't that amazing? Isn't it amazing that the judge of all said, I actually didn't come to condemn. I came to save. Well, that's good news. And, um, and so why do I say all that? Well, for a lot of reasons. But one because celebrating one another is a kingdom principle. And, and, and it's, so it's good. And some of us sometimes don't know what to do because we've never received that kind of personal celebration. You know, you get, you, you get like, I, I know how it is. Like, I, early on, like, people would give me a compliment, you know, and you're like, you're like, oh, yeah, praise the Lord. Well, it's not me. It's the Lord, you know. It's the Lord. You know what I mean? I like, you know, anyway, I like what Chris says, you know. He goes, they're like, wow, that song was beautiful. It wasn't me. It was the Lord. Well, it wasn't, wasn't that good. I'm pretty sure the Lord could have sang better than you. But, um, but, but, uh, but, but at the same time, learning to not only celebrate one another, but also to receive that. And, and we get awkward, but you know what? You know what I learned to do? This. Thank you. You know, but it's uncomfortable sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Letting encouragement sink in. But I'll tell you what, when you learn to let encouragement sink in, you know what? It's, it's uncomfortable because it's a humble thing. To receive is humble. And so when someone encourages you, it's hard to take it in sometimes because you're being put on the spot. And, and especially if you grew up in church, you learned that that's a bad thing because you don't want to get all prideful and puffed up. But actually the opposite happens. Just gratitude grows in your heart. And joy overflows because you're feeling loved. And so what you do is you just say, thank you. And then, and then, and then you know that whatever you did, especially if you did it under the anointing, was way better than you could have ever done anyway. You know that, right? You know that. So what you do is you say, thank you. And then you go, Lord, glory to you. And uh, give God the glory. You know, you can do that. Anyway, that's for free. And, um, yeah. It's all for free for us because Jesus paid for it all. But um, we're going to do announcements. Okay, we got to do that. Annie, why don't you come up? We're going to start with Annie. Can we give Annie a hand? I don't know how many of you were able to go to the, um, the opening of Buck's show last night. Well, if you didn't, it's still there. So it's there till the end of the month. And I would encourage you to go. It's absolutely beautiful. Now, I've watched these creations be made in the back of in our garage and buck shop and in the house and all over the place. And um, they weren't, and you just kind of go, wow, okay, that's cool. But when I saw them hanging with the light in the right, the right way, the way they should be hanging, they are absolutely beautiful. And so, please, go, go see it. It's, it's beautiful. Well, and um, and on that note, I hope it's okay if I say this, Buck, but I want to honor Buck. And, and I, yeah, 
I, I do. You can clap in a minute. Let me. Well, you, you can clap now because you, that's fine. Yeah. Come on. I love that you couldn't wait, you know, because, no, I love, I do love that. And, and because you know Buck a lot better than I do, so you wanted to honor him right away. But I just want to honor him for this one thing, you know, um, and I hope it's okay again. But I, we were in the back, uh, I think it was last week, and, and uh, talking about the show, I think I brought it up. I can't wait to go see it. And, um, and, uh, and uh, Buck was just saying how we, it's been stretching, like it's, it's, he's really taken on a project. Uh, that that has actually stretched him, you know, and I thought and I thought how amazing that is, because what I've heard and like I I heard a buck down in Reading, like, you know, like, um, you know, Brian uh, Cosby is, you know, bragging on him down there. And and um, and, you know, but the word on the street is he can do just about anything and he's good at everything he does. And um, and uh, and. Uh, and so I say that to say, I thought, wow, that's amazing. Because, you know, when you've gained a certain level of, of like, excellence and you're, and you know what, you're known as a, as a person of excellence and, and that you're accomplished in some regards. And, you know, it's easy to just sort of rest in that. And there's nothing wrong with it. Like, you reach a place in life, there's actually nothing wrong with saying, yeah, this is who I am. And, and, and you can just celebrate in your accomplishments. But I thought... To be, to, to, at this stage, having done so much, still to take something on that is a stretch, it says something about somebody, you know? And so that's what I want to honor him for. I think, man, that's amazing because when you're stretched, you grow. And I thought, and that, and that, actually, that attribute right there is a trademark of my heroes. Like, where I, because that's, that's a goal that I have for my life, is that I never want to arrive. Like, I, I never want to arrive. I never want to stop growing. I never want to stop learning. You know what I mean? Because when you lose your hunger and you lose your... It's okay. You can always get it back. But, but anyway, I just wanted to honor you for that, But You can clap for him again. And I saw on Facebook somebody posted a video, and it was like, well, that's not just... I mean, that is like three-dimensional art. Like, it moves and stuff. So that's going to be amazing. Um... Okay, so uh, prayer and intercession are Monday 1 through 4. Guys, no one is more bummed about this than I am, but we won't be able to have it this week because, unless you like soaking to the sound of a concrete grinder, um, and, and, uh, but the following Monday, um, we, should be, we should be rolling. And, um, and so, uh, anyway, Mondays 1 to 4, that's a regular thing, and... Um, and uh, and if you think, and I'll tell you a little bit about this in a minute, but just uh, release grace and partner with us in prayer for the project. And we're excited about about what's happening Wednesday night, youth ministry, 630 to eight. Um, spread the word. Uh, bring your young people out. Um, coffee with the ladies. Saturday, uh, the 18th, 9 a.m. at the Red House. And uh, nobody does that announcement quite like Jonathan Dobernecki, but um, but uh, you get this. So Saturday, the 18th, 9 a.m., family float coming up on the 18th. Um, air quality permitting. 
uh, I, I hate that we're still, uh, you know, I, uh, that we're still um, uh, looking at that. But that is the reality, and uh, and I think we need to be healthy and take care of our lungs. And um, but maybe it'll be clear, and it'll be amazing. If so, we'll meet at the Steel Bridge at 9 a.m., shoving off at 10, and um, we'll be having. Uh, Lunch costs will be five bucks, and there's a sign-up sheet. Not in the lobby. That's where it normally is. But if you have any questions about sign-up, you can call down to the office, and Eva can help you out with that. Amen. And uh, is Reuben here today? Huh? Well, happy birthday, Reuben. Birthday is on the 17th. Uh, Denise Boggs, her birthday is on the 18th coming up. Uh, and Denise is not here today as well. Her and Mike got out of the smoke. So good for them. I was glad they did that. And um, so they traveled. I think they were heading west. It's the quickest way to the, to the better air. And, um, yeah. And Lily, Lily Franceschini, come on, that little girl. Happy birthday, Lily, on the 18th. And a big anniversary, Tim and Anna on the 19th is coming up. Happy anniversary, you guys. How many years now? Eight years. That's amazing. That's amazing. We have an anniversary this month. Ours is coming up on the 24th. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it'll be our 22nd year anniversary. And the reason I remember is because it's my son is 21. And so it's, it's nine months before that is when we got married. And uh, so about 40 weeks to be exact. But um, so, <laughs> we're going to wait a year. Oh, we'll wait nine months. And um, so uh, as God would have it. Amen. Um, a little bit of a different morning, but I don't want to pass up these opportunities. And so, Kelly, are you able to come up? You guys know Kelly? Can we give Kelly a hand? So I'll just brief him real quick and let you let you tell. Um, so Kelly um, has a, a lung condition, and um, and so they uh, she had to go and get some treatment and get help, and she had to make a deal with them that uh, to promise to get out of town because of the fires, and so she has to be gone for at least two months, and. Um, we're hoping to see her back at the end of two months, but she's not sure how that's going to go. And so she, she's been here coming for about two years and um, wanted to say just a couple words. And I thought it'd be great to send her off with prayer and we'll lay hands on her and bless her as she goes. All right, you guys. Um, you have been a wonderful family to me. And you all know that. I hate that I'm happy to leave you, but I'm excited for this new part of my life. Um... I thank God for providing me with the chance to go and do what I'm thinking to do. I hope to be back, and if I'm not, I just all want you to know that I love you and won't miss you. You desperately miss you all. I'm on Facebook, so find me on Facebook if you can. And as we go, I'll find you guys too. But I just wanted you guys to know that this is one of the most spirit-filled places I have ever worshipped in my life. And I am just so totally blessed 
to have had the time I've had here. And I just want to thank you all for everything. Uh, can just a couple of you come up really fast and um, a few, whoever feels like they want to come up. Let's just, let's just lay hands on her. And we want, yeah, you know what? We're going to get around you. You know, we're not, we don't just let people just go. We make sure that we send them. Amen. With a blessing. And we're just, we're going to believe we're sending you temporarily and uh, hoping to see you back soon. But, um, but Father, we thank you for Kelly. And uh, God, I just thank you that um, you're also the healer. Who? Oh. And uh, we just say to these lungs, be healed in the name of Jesus. God, with man, some things are impossible, but nothing is impossible for you. And so I thank you that you paid for her healing. Your stripes paid for it. By your stripes, we're healed. And so we say be healed, be blessed. And I pray that as you go, this journey will be a blessing to you. Yeah, and we thank you that the Lord covers you, that he goes before you. And he provides abundantly for every need. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you, Kelly. I met Jonathan. I got to know Jonathan Dobernecki while I was in the hospital up here. And he is such a bright and shining person that he just so facilitated my healing so quickly. And he came in and prayed with me. Please, everybody, tell him that I said thank you for everything. We'll tell him. We'll tell him. Amen. Mm -hmm. All right, Kelly Cheryl. And then also, Kelly, you know, you can get on the Mountain Chapel uh, Facebook page. Keep people updated there. So. Great. That's good. Well, the Dobernekis are not with us today. They're visiting. They're, uh, visiting some family um, before the course season ramps up in the busy time in the fall. And um, he messaged me uh, this week and let me know about that. And, um, but, yeah, we miss them when they're gone. But I am so glad that they're getting good time with their family. Um, what's that? Oh, yeah, they'll definitely be back. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, I mean, they feel really called to Mountain Chapel and to Weaverville. And, uh, and so that's awesome. Um, yeah, okay, one more thing. I thought we'd update you guys. Uh, you, you must have realized that you came in a different door today. How many noticed that? All right. And, um, and, so, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and so it's exciting times. Um, you know, uh, I know that um, the new carpet of the sanctuary and, and the, the floor remodel out there as well has has uh, been on the plan for quite some time. And uh, it's kind of cool here in the history of Mountain Chapel. It seems like there's always some project that's passed off when there's a leadership change. Like something that's been, something that, it's, a cool, it's a cool thing, you know, but like something that's been in the works and then they hand it off and then, you know, that, you know, like Bill, Bill you know, under Bill they bought the land and then, I think it was under Danny that they built this, and then Danny didn't even get to be up here during the finished project. Steve came in, helped.
you know, come in, help finish it off and get started. And, uh, and so this is fun. We're, we've got new carpet coming in here. And out there um, the, will be uh, what we're doing. In case you don't know, we're just going to update you. And is that um, the concrete out there will be um, uh, stained and uh, sealed. And so it'll be a really nice, clean look in there. The other thing is that high traffic area um, with uh, like if you if you haven't uh, seen that before, like some places look better than others. But like the um, like it always looks really cool. Like the stirring down in Reading, their whole entire church is uh, polished um, concrete like that. We're just doing the lobby in the hallway. And um, but it'll be a real blessing. Not only will it look clean and fresh and uh, and updated, um, but with all of our students and people coming in through the course, muddy feet and so on. Super easy just to wipe it down and um, and resilient. And then we just signed the contract uh, this week for the new carpet in the sanctuary. How many are excited about that? There you go. And so uh, we've got a goal date, and it looks like we're going to meet it September 1st to be completely finished. Yeah, that's exciting, right? And, uh, and so, um, but again, you know what? Just partner with us, and, and uh, we're in this together, and, and it's a fun journey. Uh, but just pray, you know, we can take grace on all the process. How many know that even practical things when you pray? Like, you got to fix your car, you pray first, it always goes better. And, uh, and so, but, uh, but um, yeah, a couple things I, I guess I should let you know about as well. And you know what I know about change? You know that change is really difficult for about 60% of society? Did you know that? About 60%. So, in other words, most humans on the planet, most of us, actually, it's challenging um, when there's change, even if it's great, even if it's awesome, it's just like what we, we find, we find a rhythm in life and we like that. Do you know what I'm saying? And, um, and so some things might, you know, change that you go, well, I don't know, that's new, that's, but you know what I find too is that uh, it takes a little bit of time and then, and then you love it. You're probably all going to love it immediately, but um, I'm pretty changed, like, I, I love the future and like, what's God doing and what's next? So, like, but even me, even with that sort of thing, what I notice is when, I, when I'm not helping to um, initiate change or to walk it through, even me, who's sort of futuristic and visionary in that way, like, even me, when, when I'm not a part of it, I didn't help, you know, do it. I'm not helping walk through it. Even me, I'm like, what? Okay, what's going on? I don't know if I like that. You know, so I know how it is. We're all that way a little bit. Um, Anyway, let me propose a new, uh, uh, well, let me kind of share something. This area over here, um, we're looking to remodel this area. So that's our baptismal. And um, I kind of thought it was like a choir stand at first when I saw that. But um, but it could be a cool choir stand. Anyway, so there's a baptismal under there. It's the kind of baptismal I grew up with, like... We used to have it in the back of our church, you know, but you would just open it. It has a little window. You guys have seen it. You guys have done baptisms. The thing is, which that is awesome, but what we really need is a place where we can have the uh, creative expression of worship on display. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Like when David said, I will praise you yet more and more in the Psalms. If you study that, if you word study that, it actually means something far more cool than the English translation. What he was actually saying is, I will continue to find new creative ways to express my worship and praise to God. Isn't that amazing? I feel that too. And, and, uh, and we know that about David, you know, because he, he did things as a king even that no king should do and probably no person should do in the eyes of, in the eyes of people. You know, he danced in his linen in the street, and, which was his underwear, right? It was his, it was his Hanes. But, um, but, but uh, and, and his wife was like, oh my gosh, you're embarrassing me. And he's like, I got a solution. I'll be more undignified. And, um, and, uh, and so, but David, if you look at David, he was like, he, he was a man after God's heart. And so he was always saying, he, basically what was happening here for David was this heart bursting forth with love for God. He had met God in the field. As a boy, as a shepherd, when no one was around, he had gotten to know God. And, and, and when you get to know God, you can't help but love him. And, uh, and I actually believe, because Jesus said, uh, he said, having eyes they haven't seen, ears they haven't heard, and hearts that, that don't understand. But if they did see, and if they did hear, and if they could understand, they would turn. That's really insightful, isn't it? In other words, what it means is nobody who really lays eyes on God and understands, that's a big part, understands who God is, how good he is, how much he loves, how magnificent. Nobody who really fully looks at God, experiences him and understands where he's coming from, doesn't turn toward him and want him. And so, and we know that biblically, that the only reason people don't turn to the Lord is because there's a veil that lays over their eyes. The God of this world has blinded them, but in Christ, the veil is removed. And that's when you get to behold God. Well, David had this experience way back then. And he was a man after God's heart. And so, he, in here, he was like, what can I do? What can I do? You know what we need? We need, we need musicians in here. And we need, like David was doing stuff anyway. And so, a lot of people kind of go like, well, what, I don't know about I know that we're not, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but I like to, I like to get down to the roots of like why we do what we do. How many like to know why you do something? It's important. And, um, and so like, you know, I've heard from other friends and other streams and other churches, why the flags? What's the deal with the flags? You know, why not the flags? Like it's, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like you raise your hands to God. Why can't you be holding the flag when you do it? Like. It just helps you raise your hand higher. Anyway, but no, but and then and dance and art. Isn't that an amazing painting over there that one of the students dedicated? And um, and so when there is worship with that type of worship, how many realize when there's a dancer worshiping with dance, like it releases something in the atmosphere? Freedom. It's called freedom. And and that's something that wherever the spirit of God is, there's lots of it. Freedom. And um, and God's a creator. So when we when we release. So anyway, this is the heart behind this. So the idea would be that we would like remodel this area, leave that wall. And then I'll just go through it with you guys. You want to know? I'll tell you what we're doing. What we so and then we'll like extend this out and we'll leave this wall. 
And then this whole section of platform that's extended will, will just be a little bit uh, like one step higher than the normal platform there. And then we'll have a place designated for our creative worship, our dance, our, our, our artists can paint up there. And, and I believe actually in the future, and I, in the future, like I believe that we'll even have the opportunity to host gatherings up here. And and um, other than our Sunday mornings and uh, and uh, and so, you know what, we want to raise up leaders like I, I really I really believe that God will grace us to raise up leaders and uh, and show us uh, creative ways to um, to uh, that be a place where we can train leaders and and um, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so but that's the idea there. And so. If that's an area of prayer, if you can join us in that, um, God is so good. He keeps leading us to the right people. We had a little trouble finding. Well, we felt like it was trouble, you know, like difficulty finding somebody to do the concrete. But then we realized that as we kept going, uh, like the price just kept getting better. And we went and that's when I realized, wait, this is God just leading us to just the right person. We're going to save money on this and, and it'll look great. So anyway, pray for favor with, so we need to finish that. And then you might say, well, how are we going to baptize people? We'll just chip a hole in the ice on one of the mountain lakes. No, um, just kidding about that. But, uh, but, um, but we'll have a, the plan would be then to, you can actually get a portable baptismal that you put up. And they're really nice. And um, you put it up, and we so then we'd still utilize the same space for baptisms. So rather than just being a baptismal, you got this huge space that we can use for several things, including baptisms. And um, does that sound exciting? And uh, yeah, it's okay to clap. Thanks, Garrett. And um, remodel. And so we need to finish that before we can. Uh, have the carpet folks come in, but we know it's going to work. And but just join us in prayer. September first is our finish up goal date because we want to be ready to receive the students for the course. And um, won't that be amazing? And then uh, I guess I'll just share. So and then and then uh, when so when that's done, we we know the Lord has been uh, laying on our heart to start. A presence, oh, I feel the presence of God right now on this. Uh, a presence-focused prayer night. And, um, and uh, I, I really felt from the Lord um, uh, when, when it became clear that we were going to be coming here. Um, I thought, you know what I, I don't want to do? Uh, so I thought, okay, what's going on right now at Mountain Chapel? And, and so I got sort of the lay of the land, what was happening, and I thought, that's perfect. And I thought, so I'm like, I started dreaming with God, if you will, sort of interacting with the Lord over it all. And said, what would we do? And I thought, well, for the first year, we wouldn't really, wouldn't really look to stop or start a lot of new things. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to get in, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to connect um, with the body. We're going to cast some vision and, and just get a chance to know one another while we're moving forward with the Lord. But I feel like the one thing that the Lord laid on my heart was a prayer night, start a prayer meeting. And, um, and so we've got that Monday afternoon prayer meeting, which I've loved. 
But the heart of this night, and uh, and uh, we we looked at lots of different nights. We realized with the course and things like that, Sunday night is the night. And um, and so Sunday, uh, we'll, and more you know more details to come, more information to come. And um, and uh, but the Sunday night prayer night, and it will be a night, kind of not your average prayer meeting, but really a night to host the presence. And um, and and I'm just gonna. It, this is really the. I'm gonna I'm gonna read a word to you if you wanna. We need to read a scripture, and um, and uh, so let me read to you really quickly from um, Exodus 33. Okay, and I love the heart of Moses. And so Moses um, Moses said to the Lord in verse 12, Exodus 33:12. Gosh, you didn't even pray. Lord, we love you, and I thank you for your presence. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, I like to look directly at you. Oh. And uh, so let's just turn our affection to him. Lord, we recognize your presence here today. We love you. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I really felt that this morning, casting some vision, connecting with you all over this, um, and, but Moses said this in verse 12. Then Moses, well, the Bible says, Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up this people, but you yourself have not let me know who you will send with me. Also, you have said, I have, uh, I have known you by name, and you have found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you. Mm. That's a good word, right? So that I may find favor in your sight. Consider, too, that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not lead us up from here. For how then can it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not that you're going with us? So that we, uh, is it not by your going with us, so that we, I, and your people may be distinguished from all of the people who are on the face of the earth? Amen. That is such a good word. It's one of my favorite. It's one, I mean, it's one of my favorite passages of Scripture. And one, I love Moses' heart. He says, teach me your ways. Why? Why does Moses want to know the ways of God? Because he wants to know God. Isn't that amazing? And Moses understood something about God. Moses understood that God was God. That he created everything. And that, that, that his way was the way. And I love that's what Jesus said when he revealed himself. He said, if you've been wanting to know the way, I'm the way. And that's an amazing subject. I'm the way. And, and that means a lot. Not only the way to salvation, the way to the Father, but it's deeper than that, that when you look at Jesus, because he was the outshining, the, the, the outshining of God, the Father himself, that Jesus came, took on flesh, and everything he did and said was a manifestation of the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. 
And so that when he said, I'm the way, he wasn't just saying, I'm the way to salvation. He's saying, I am the way. I am, I am the revelation of God's ways. That's a good word. Somebody said, Jesus Christ is perfect theology. Perfect theology. Isn't that good? He's perfect, right? You can just leave it at that. He's perfect. But, but in other words, so, so that's, so I'm the way. It's a deep thing. The word way is all through the scripture. But Moses said, teach me your ways so I can know you. Oh, man. And I love the heart of Moses because what you can hear in Moses, this aching groan of his heart is that, is he's saying, he's saying, God, you know what I want more than anything? I want to know you. I want to yada. I want to know you by experience. I want to have an intimate exchange. I want to be your friend. I want, I want to know you. I want to know you. What do you want, Moses? I want to know you. I want to see your glory. And this is, Moses was a broken record once God got a hold of him. And this is how it is with God. Like when you taste God the way Moses tasted God, something happens to you after that that you, you, you can't ever be the same again. We call it being wrecked. I'm wrecked. I'm ruined. What does that mean? I'm ruined for normal life. And that's why when a person tastes of God in an intimate way, and then if they choose to live a life apart from God, they're, they're the most miserable person you've ever met. Because they're ruined. They're wrecked. They've already tasted the best thing there is to taste, and they're living apart from relationship. They're not apart from God's love. They're not apart from His heart for them. But they're living apart from the joy of walking with him and, and having an intimate relationship with him. And so there was this thing in Moses where he said, I just want to know you. I just want to be in your presence. You know what I'm saying? Like, I bet, I bet God had to, like, kick him off the mountain. And he did. He was like, get down there. He, and he ran it. He was like, get down there, you know. And because Moses is like, I don't want to get down there. I want to be up here. You know, like I haven't even had to eat for 40 days. I'm so satisfied. And, and, uh, wow. You know, and so with this prayer night, what I realized is, you know, the presence of God, he says, he goes, here's the thing. I know, God, I know that you have chosen us. I know that you've made a covenant with us. I know that we're your people. Here's the thing. How's anyone else going to know? If you don't go, I'll send an angel with you. Okay, here's the thing. How's anybody going to know? This, I love Moses' humility. He's like, the only difference between us and anybody in the world is the fact that you are with us. There's a good chance we're like the most stubborn people on the planet unless you're working on our behalf. You know what I mean? I was talking about this with somebody recently, and we're like, and I, and I, have, I don't want to sound irreverent or in any way. But you know, like God chose the Jewish people for the nations. He ch- think about it. Like, and it's like, oh, he chose them because they're his favorite. No, God's heart was for all of humanity. It always was this. God's heart was always for all humanity. And he had to start somewhere. 
So he goes, I'm going to pick a people. And I am going to show my relentless love. And I'm going to put my presence in their midst. And all the nations are going to see. They're going to be a light to the nations. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm, when, they, when the nations see what my people carry, they're going to be jealous. They're going to want me. And so my heart is to get a people that I can manifest. And it, but he says, but you watch in the journey. Sometimes, you know, the Lord's just like, oh, man, you're so stiff-necked. Why do you have to be so stubborn? You know what I mean? And it dawned on me one day, and here's the thing. It's not about being Hebrew or not Hebrew or Jewish or not Jewish or, or anything. It's actually a picture of all humanity. We're all super stiff-necked people. We're super stubborn until God gets a hold of us, you know, and some a lot less than others. I mean, sometimes you meet people, they're just wonderful. They don't even know God. How are you so wonderful? You know, and um, you know what I'm saying? And then sometimes you meet somebody who knows God and you're like, you need more like just. God loves you. But anyway, that's fun, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, uh. And we've all had those moments, right? So I know I have. But um, anyway, so that's a rabbit trail. Um, but coming back. And so the presence of God. And so I, so I actually, it dawned on me in this conversation uh, recently. I realized, you know, I kind of had this idea that God chose a people that were like the best people, like his favorite people. But it'd be more like God to choose people who were stubborn because it was never about how good the people were. It was always about how good God is. And you see it in the life of Hosea. He's like, Hosea, I want to show everybody what I'm like. So I got a mission for you. <laughs> Why did you choose me, God? You know, like, I, you know what? I want you to have a super unfaithful wife. And it's going to be amazing because you're just going to keep going and getting her. And then everybody's going to see how, how loving and accepting I am. And I thought, it's just like God, isn't it, to choose us? Then what's the difference? Here's the difference. It's the presence of God. It's that God lives inside of me. That's the difference. That's what's changed me. And so it's all about the presence. It's all about God's presence. And, and, um, and it always was. It started in the garden. You know? And for years, like, like Christian communities are gathered because we disagree over how we interpret a scripture verse. But we're one in Christ. So, like, why? Why are we going to quit being friends? Because we believe in the pre-tribulation rapture. And you think, I don't, you don't really know anyway. Like, you don't know. You don't know. You think you do, you don't. And I don't. I'm a, I, I, I believe in pan theology. It's all going to pan out in the end. And like, and, uh, and I love, I love talking about the Bible. I love getting into it. I love that. I love that. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the, the Pharisees were pros and they still didn't know what it was going to look like when Jesus showed up. I have, I have my suspicions that we're kind of in the same boat. And so our only hope is him. And so I'm like, you know what I need? I need his presence. I need him. And so, and so the nation of Israel was, they had a covenant with God, but you read in Numbers, like in chapter 9, and it actually talks about how this played out. How this deal played out, 
that there was actually a visible manifestation of the presence of God. A cloud by day and a fire by night. And it was this pillar of God. And how did they know when to move camp? Because the cloud moved. And they're like, what's the Ten Commandments say? And you're like, it says, pack them up because the cloud's moving. Let's go. Like, you know, like, (laughs) I'm being a little funny there, but, but... but you get what I'm saying? Like it's like, well, let's hash out our theology, brother. Uh, we can talk about that when we catch up with the cloud. The most important thing is that we're with God wherever He is, and uh, and um, and so our heart for this prayer night coming up, and and uh, we were just talking recently, and so when the sanctuary is finished, when well, at least when we have new carpet and and it's mostly finished, we're gonna we're gonna we thought when should we start this? This prayer meeting. And I believe it's going to be a big part of what God is doing here in our midst. And um, and, uh, and so we're going to kick it off. And so details to come. We're going to kick it off. And it'll be like a whole celebration and dedication. And it'll be an ongoing uh, ongoing prayer night that will happen. And, uh, and, uh, and we'll tell you more about the structure. But basically, that we're going to come together. We're going to adore the Lord together. We're going to make a place for his presence to land among us and we're going to follow him. We're going to let him do what he wants because he's God. And um, and we're going to get refreshed and we're going to enjoy God. And, and which brings me to another point. You know, everybody, every Christian, every spirit-filled believer, we use that terminology, uh, who loves the presence of God wants more. Right? It's so good. Jesus said, if you taste this water, you'll never be thirsty again. Get a drink. Barry's ready for And so Barry's a drinker. And um, I like that. He knows how to drink from the spiritual rock. And, um, and, uh, and, and so it's not that you won't want more, right? He said you'll never thirst again. But the word thirst is to be without. It's without a drink that satisfies and what he was saying is, you're drinking a lot of things, but everything you drink in this world, you drink from all these fountains, but you're always more, it's like drinking salt water. Like, the more you drink, the more, like, the more unsatisfied you're left. You know what I'm saying? People try to, people try to numb their escape, numb, cover, bury stuff, deal with shame, pain, everything that this world has to deal with. But Jesus is the fountain when he says, when you drink from this, you'll be satisfied. You'll never thirst. You mean I won't want another drink? Oh, no, you'll want you'll you'll become a full time drinker of the presence of the Lord. The difference is you're always satisfied. It saturates your soul to overflowing, you know, and then that's when you like sometimes just lay on the ground and you call it the laugh cry. You know what I'm saying? You're just so undone by God that you're just like. <laughs> you're you're laughing, you're crying, you know, and you're, you know when you're laying down and your tears just go across your ear and hit the ground? It's the best. Anyway, I have a rule about crying, by the way. If I'm crying, it's because I need to. And that's, I, that's really how I hash it out. And so, um, anyway, yeah, it's a good word. You got to be free. God gave you emotions. Anyway. Uh, so um, and so the best way to steward, you know, do you realize that the principle of stewardship, talking about the presence here in this case, 
But you realize that stewardship in the Bible leads to increase. Do you know that the goal of stewardship is more? Faithful with a little, entrusted with much. It's biblical. So when God wants you to be a steward, it's always so that you can have more. Because he loves to pour out. He wants to give you more. And so the best way to steward the presence, I find, because I, I think of the presence like the dining table. You know what I'm saying? So the best way to steward the presence of God is to enjoy the presence of God. It's super simple. And you, do you realize that sometimes, it, you know, you can get discontent going, but I wish I had more. And I heard about so-and-so was like lifted up into the third heaven and then they had this vision of all the future years to come. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, you know what I mean? And you're like, I, anyway, I'll stop there. But, um, you know, and then you can go like, well, I didn't have that experience. I wish I had more. Well, I'll tell you, comparison is a killer. And, and it's the quickest way to discontentment. And, and anytime you compare, somebody loses, and it's usually you. And, um, and, but, but when you want more, what we do is we enjoy. And so that's what this night is going to be all about. We're going to come together, enjoy God together, because what I find is that when God gives you a plate, you know, you know, you, you know, like you give your kid food and they're like, I want some more of that. And you look and you're like, you didn't even eat what's on your plate yet. And I think God's laid a great feast out in front of us. And he's like, just eat what you got. Because you can just keep going back. You know what I mean? Clear your plate. You can have some more. And, um, and so. <laughs> but it's like the plate never clears. Because he just scoops it on there while you're still eating. And, um, and so this presence night, we're going to come together. Because I believe that we are not just Mountain Chapel, the people of God, really at large, the church. But I do believe for us personally that in this place, part of our mandate, part of our mandate is um, to be a place where uh, the manifest presence of God continues to increase. And, and um, you know, Tommy Tenney said, when there's fresh bread in the oven, you don't have to advertise it. People smell and, and come running. And, and, um, and uh, it was God Chaser's book way back in the day. And... Um, and so I believe that, and I believe Mountain Chapel, I, I really believe that God is, is speaking to us that um, this is a place where people can come to, to be refreshed, to be touched by God, because that's what people need. You know what I mean? People don't need your creed. They're interested, everybody's interested in, in our creed and our teaching once they've tasted of God, but you just got to taste God first. Right? You hear what I'm saying? And so... Um, so that's that's who we are. And I really just want to 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 cast that as a fresh vision for us that we're going forward. And um, and and I really believe and I found this myself that, you know, early on, I had encounters with God. My life was changed by encounters with God. But I realized that as I as I began to cultivate that. That they increased that my and you know what it was, it wasn't that God was getting closer to me or more available it was that my belief in his availability in his ever present self in his the, the, my belief my faith in the fact that he's always pouring out and his presence is in me 
changed my experience with God over time. Has anyone else experienced that? Like I see some people get touched in certain ways. I, like I remember, I'm like, I want to feel the anointing when I lay hands on somebody. And I would feel the presence. I would feel the presence. Like, you know, but then, but then like, and I, we would feel the presence of God when we were ministering to one another. But I remember one night I had an experience. It was these Friday night prayer meetings we used to have. And, and we stayed super late and I was praying for my friend. And all of a sudden I felt this power in my hand. That I had never felt before. And it was so, like, and it was, the presence of God was all over me. And I'm like, and I put my, I didn't want to touch him because it was just so, like, and, and I'm, I'm like, and I just remember going, this is amazing. This is the anointing. This is the power of God. And, um, and so when you taste and when you experience, your faith increases. And then when you give away what you got, then you get more. You know, I want to see more people get saved. We just tell more people about Jesus. I want to see people more. You know what I mean? I wish I had a greater anointing. Give away the anointing you have. Give it away. Because that's how it increases. And it's the story of the talents. You know, it dawned on me. I'm going to close with this. But it dawned on me. Uh, and what I mean is the Lord revealed it to me. About that story. You remember, like, he gives the talents to his servants, right? The one guy buries his. It's a super simple thought, and probably you've all thought of it, and I'm just catching up. But, like, I went, you know what? He wasn't like the prodigal son. He didn't go spend it on, on fast living or, you know, he didn't squander it. He saved it. He, he got in trouble for saving it. Like, he saved it. He hid it away, right? And he goes, oh, you're going to be so proud of me? Here's the money. Here it is. Here's the money you gave me. He's like, why didn't you do, why didn't you give it away? Why didn't you invest it? Why didn't you do something with it? And I'm like, oh, man, have you ever thought about it? Like how simple that was? Like he didn't lose it in a bad investment. He saved it. But the Lord says, no, freely you've received, so freely give. In the kingdom, when you give away what you've been given, that's actually called stewardship. When you employ the gift or... When you, when you say, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I, I do experience the presence of God to some degree. And so I'm going to sit here today and I'm going to enjoy that presence. I'm not going to compare my experience with somebody else. It doesn't matter. What matters is that I have a relationship with God that looks like something. I look different than yours. But that's okay. What matters is that I have a relationship with God. And I have the Holy Spirit, so I'm going to sit here. But I'll tell you what, I guarantee, when you steward what God has given you by enjoying the prayer. I used to think I had to like beg and go, God, come on, come on, God, pour out your spirit. And then I realized when I just rest, if you work hard in prayer, the best thing you can do is lay down and go to sleep on the floor with some worship music on. That's better prayer than striving, to be honest. I used to feel guilty. Oh, I fell asleep. You know what I mean? And then I just said, that was the best sleep ever. I woke up in the presence of God. I'm not going to. I'm just breaking up with guilt. You know what I'm saying? I break up with condemnation because there is none for me. And, uh, and so we're going to so we're going to create a night. So um, I believe that in your personal life, there's something you get in your quiet in your in your personal relationship with the Lord between you and him. That is you cannot substitute it.
Nothing can be a substitute for that. But I also believe that also on the other end, and just as much, that nothing is also a substitute for what you get when you come together with the body. And we enjoy the presence of God together. Something happens. You know, the wine is in the cluster. Like you're a grape and that's good. But when we come together, the wine flows. The new wine, that's, you know, the presence of God. And so, um, and so would you stand today? Ah, so, I'm so, I'm so hungry, you know, hunger. You're like, I'm hungry too, I want a hamburger. But, um, we're, no, we're, (laughs) that sounds good, but, um, and if the prayer team, if you can just come forward today. And um, so, Father, we just thank you for the for the years that we have ahead and and all the things that are in your heart. That's what we're really interested in. <laughs> and um, and I thank you, God, for times of refreshing by the presence of the Lord. That that theme I felt for this morning, that there actually were, were some so. Today, you can come forward. You can get prayer for anything. We want to pray for you. We want to believe God with you. And, but I did feel today that if you just feel like, and really every week, but today, if you really feel like, you know, I just need a refreshing from the Lord. Like, what's your prayer request? You know, honestly, I just want a fresh touch. I need to be refreshed in the presence of the Lord. Peter said, he said, Repent. And be baptized. The times of refreshing. That word repent actually is metanoia. It just means change your mind. Change your mind. Isn't that a good word? And so this morning, if you need a refreshing, it's like sometimes we get down. And it's like, but just, that's right. Just change your outlook and realize that God is here today pouring out his presence. So it's super easy. Come get a drink. And um, so if you want to be refreshed today. Also, let me just... Um, I don't want to close any day uh, without this, but if there's anyone in the room and I missed you and, and you don't know the Lord personally, um, you, you've been hearing something this morning, you don't know the Lord for yourself and, uh, and you want to follow Jesus and you want to begin a new adventure in your life, would you just raise your hand and we're going to pray for you if you're here today. Amen. We're all in the family. All right. Well, Father, we thank you for your blessing um, as we go forward, as we run together. And I just pray your blessing on each one today. In Jesus' name, amen. Bless you.